This is Amber. And I'm Emily. Welcome to our podcast, The Bella Femme Podcast. The Bella Femme Podcast. Spell it. You don't want to look like you're acting a fool, like, wait a second. <laughs> Put your shit together. Comparison truly is the thief of joy. How do we do that? We're going to make the path a little less bumpy for you. I'm processing. So I don't know what changed. Um, in my journey for friendship, let's put away the shame. Like everything good, you just have to jump in. Okay, buckle up, ladies. Okay. Hi, Emily. Hi, Amber. You're looking beautiful today. Thank you. I'm adorned. I you feel, are adorned. I feel lovely in these. And you know, this is just this is not at all what we're going to talk about today. But I do just have to say this side note: you really do look lovely today, and I love this about your style. You never match. But it all goes. That is the highest form of praise. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, you're sitting here today in this beautiful, like, blue and ivory, like, floral print dress. And then you have a completely contrasting floral and striped cardigan over it. And, and, And that one is, like, darker colors. And you just always look, like, intentionally just sporadic in your clothes and I love it I love this about your style this gives me so much joy (laughs) thank you and I like being that I work in a clothing store I I see all I see women all the time going well I need to find something this exact shade of blue and I'm like stop trying to match Mm. just make it go make it work you can mix florals and stripes it's yeah. great. Do yeah. it. So Yeah, you, you try it. It's like yeah. a drug. You you just try it. Yeah, yeah. And just put the clothes on your body. Yeah. And it and do a little it, dance. And you like you always look effortlessly beautiful. Thank you. That's lovely. But that's not what we're here oh, to talk that's, that's about fine. today. Um, it actually it reminded and this is also not what we're here to talk about today, but what I did yesterday when I was meant to be working. Yeah. It what I can't remember how I found it but um someone mentioned that oh it was it was just like a tiktok or something and someone was like you'll never struggle getting dressed again or finding your personal style if you find out which of these seven women archetype archetypes you are and it's just like the mother the um explorer the siren hmm. the whatever and it fascinated me and you so i to forward this article to me i know i went down this yeah. whole rabbit hole and i actually want to do this on the podcast because there's like quizzes that you can take oh neat yeah it's, oh, it's yeah. fascinating i don't even know my own style and i like literally have a life made I, I, I make my living from selling women's style and i don't even know what my own is i, mean, I don't know what style. my own body is like because i went through such a i went i lost, recently lost like 30 some pounds yeah and i don't even know what size i am anymore yeah. so i need to spend some time with my body and my style in my closet and getting rid of things that no longer suit me like i have to do this yeah let's, let's do it on the podcast let's do all the things good grief you're not coming over to my house in my closet that's fine it's, you're not coming over to mine it's scary <laughs> it's scary in there oh my God. well this is this is appropriate actually we've effectively segued into today's topic for the podcast speaking of body changes and how that changes um women uh in their the brain hole the brain in uh-huh. the brain and on their body is is motherhood it's an extreme change and i know that we met because i came to twice as nice 
after needing to get clothes uh, for my then changed body after after having Jesse. And since um, in May will be Mother's Day, we thought it would be an appropriate time to talk about motherhood and not motherhood. Yeah, I I am not motherhood. Yeah, I I am motherhood. You are motherhood. Yeah. And Versus. you know, so like this is something that has been on my radar recently. And and I mean, I've always been aware of it. I, I'm always aware that I'm not a mother. <laughs> my whole life I've not been a mother and I've known it. <laughs> but um one of the things that keeps coming up in in my social media scroll, and I wonder if it somehow targets me, because we all do know that, mm. you know, social media listens to you. Um, I am regularly getting articles of um you know, like celebrity women that are childless mm-hmm. and they're all, you know, these quotes about justifying why, why their women are, these, yeah. these women are, are childless like Oprah Winfrey and Cameron Diaz. Well, no, Cameron Diaz is a mother now. Is she? I don't I know. think she is. You're so much more yeah. plugged in. Well, like, you know, all these different celebrities right. that are. That defend the, off people the, asking. Yeah, that, that have come up with these, these quotes Jennifer Aniston is is another one. Like, you know, she does not have children. And it it seems like, you know, I I see these things in my scroll on a regular basis, you know, scrolling through through Instagram and these articles keep popping up. And I'm like, why do we constantly have to defend that we didn't have children? And why on the subject of being child free, am I not coming across articles where men Yes. Are to having to defend the choice yes. to be child free, and and so it, it's 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 very frustrating. And you know, I think back in my life, and I mean, it hasn't happened often, but I, I have had comments made to me. Oh, you'll change your mind later. Your clock will tick. My biological clock is ticking like this. And I'm like, well, maybe it won't. And now, you know, as we discussed in a previous podcast episode, that you know, I'm going through menopause, and so now. Well, even if it was ticking, it's it's getting to be too late. Yeah. Eat your words, suckers. Like, it should be ticking loud enough that, you know, people down the block could hear my, my biological clock and nobody's hearing it. Yeah. I'm not hearing it. And why do I have to keep defending this? Yeah. And I don't know. Like before you had children, did you have people? No, because I I had my one child and this will probably come up later. I just have the one and I don't plan to have any more. Um, because people ask, you know, it's, it's like never ending, right? It's, when are you having another one? When you're one? having another one, where are you going to give them a sibling? Like n- no fool, it's coming from my body. I'm not giving them anything. Um, but I just have the one and I had him relatively early cause I got married relatively early. I got married at 20 and I had, um, Jesse at like 23, maybe, maybe almost 24. I do forget that you're significantly younger than me. I just turned 31. Yeah. Yeah. I'm old enough to be your mother. But <laughs> I mean, I guess the point is that like nothing really changes. You you do have a child. You don't have a child. Maybe you experience loss and everybody wants to know your business. I know. I don't think, I, I mean, my my boyfriend is is also childless that he knows of. <laughs> he says that all the time. He's like, that I know of. Um... You know, I don't know that he's been asked. I mean, you should ask him. Do people ask asked. your husband, Chris? Well, when are you going to have another one? Or is this just a question? Is this a is this a conversation that's just reserved for women? And is it initiated on the question asking sti- side 
by women. Like, do men ask other men? When are you going to have more kids? I think once you're initiated into, like, the family man life, it's very easy small talk for men to ask other men, especially if they themselves have mer- uh, have families. Like, yeah. oh, are you going to have another one? Another one on her way? Thinking about knocking her up again? Like, it's all... <laughs> I'm sure crass um, boys, boys. <laughs> but yeah, I, in in my experience, it's always been women asking me the question. Is that your experience that women initiate yeah. a question for you? Yeah, and it always tends to be older women, like you know, women that I imagine are are, are having grandchildren. Yeah. Well, aren't you aren't you going to have kids? Aren't you going to make your mom a grandmother? Mm-hmm. My my mom is a grandmother. Not by me. I have a niece. She has a grandchild. Again, it, you're not like, making anybody anything. Yeah, you are I'm like having I, this child yourself. Yeah, I don't if you choose think. To. I mean, I am speaking on behalf of my mother, but I don't think she's looking for another grandchild from me. Um, I don't think she feels like she needs more in her life. Um, I don't feel like it's anything I needed. I mean, and it was. It was a choice for me not to have children. I, I never left it up to fate. I was always like preemptive, like, nope, mm-hmm. I will take birth control pills. I will use, you know, contraceptives and I will, you know, condoms. And, Nip it in the bud. And, you know, I was always that responsible girl. I had the condoms. Nice. I had them, you know, I mean, but no, like it was, I mean, even, even when I was married, um, you know, I was married previously and I didn't want to have children with my husband. I didn't want to have children with anyone. It's Do just you, not my Was thing. there a time where you knew, like, as a youth, that you never wanted mm, to have I think I did children? now. I think I did now. I was never even one, really, to play with dolls. I never really played with dolls. I had one summer in high school where I babysat regularly for a family, and even then they weren't it wasn't a baby. It was, he was like six or seven and his older sister just like, she was old enough to watch him for a couple of hours, but not all day while the parents were at work. So, you know, I went over to their house pretty much every day during the summer, Monday through Friday and, you know, hung out with a six-year-old and like a 12-year-old or something like that. And I mean, they were, they were fine. They were lovely. They were lovely children and it was a lovely family, but it was the longest freaking summer of my life. (laughs) I was like, this is not for me, but I had made the commitment to this family. So I saw out the summer and I was just like, I just, no, I didn't, I didn't play with dolls. I really didn't baby babysit. I mean, I, young adolescent sat, which yes. is different, but no, no, I, I am sitting here as a 48 year old woman. And I can honestly tell you, I have never in my life changed a diaper. Nice. Never done it. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Never, oh, yeah, sure. I've it's never cleaned about. up baby puke. I've never done it. I think that kids are lovely. I think that they're great for other people, but they're not for me. I have, I have a brief moment at the beginning of their life where they're all, you know, they're, they're cute and they make the little cooing sounds and I'm interested in holding them for 10 minutes and then I'm done. And then when they start to walk, I get really nervous. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to hurt themselves. And so like after they're past the cuddling baby, baby stage, I don't really have a whole lot of use for them in my life until they're old enough to have a conversation or drive me around. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) 
And, you know, there's like... You need to be a functioning member yeah. of society so for like Amber to like you. So there's like 16-year stretch yeah. where I'm like, eh, you're okay, I guess. And so, okay, so of course, we might have even already said this um, already, but the term child... Free versus childless. How do you feel about that? Child free makes it sound like it's fun. I am child free. Like you can go on child free vacations. Mm -hmm. You can go child free out with your spouse for date night. Like it just sounds like it's like this wild and fancy lifestyle. Whereas childless sounds like you're missing something. Right. And I mean, I I am both. I am childless and I am child free. I just prefer to focus on the child free because I am happy in my life. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I, I set up my life so that I, exactly. I didn't have the responsibility of raising another human. I'm still raising myself. I don't consider myself necessarily to be a fully functioning adult in many aspects. Oh, okay. So I can look forward to never feeling like an adult? Great. No. Excellent. No. Uh, I mean, who's, I, you know, I still need help every day. Uh, <laughs> so I figure there at least needs to be a good stretch of my life where I feel like I got everything under control before I can control another life force. Okay. So uh, for one... I love that. Uh, for two, I struggle with both terms. Okay. I, I do. I struggle with it because as someone who has a child, childless sounds sad. It does. Uh, it sounds depressing, like in a judgy way. Um, but child free also sounds like, well, what's the opposite? If you take away childless and you're just left with child free, well, what's the opposite of child free child burdened <laughs> so so that's that's how I struggle with that I'm like well you know yes it is a responsibility yes it is a burden at times um and it's joyful at times but I just I wish there was a term that just just made everything just one plane like there's no no inherent judgment on yeah. either and I it's probably just a me thing I don't know. Maybe I'll put a question box if you're listening on Spotify. So that like, what do you think of the term child free versus childless versus, I don't know, child burdened, whatever the opposite is, (laughs) because my mind always thinks of, well, if you're child free, well, what am I? And I just I hate that there has to be a rift of any kind and people should just stop being uh, obsessed with labeling it stuff yeah and I mean to me I think that I I I always feel and where I don't I don't recall a time where it's been explicitly said but I feel like when people find out that I don't have children and that I didn't want them and it wasn't you know it, it was a choice that I've made to not have children I think that they automatically assume that I'm either out partying every night mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be burdened right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's or, so important yeah. about your life yeah. that you can't or that take care I'm of somebody very else. selfish and I mean I certainly have people in my life that are younger than me that I try to not in a sense parent but you know guide them in in a way that I think is a responsible and mature you know path like you know I've had some young girls work for me teenagers work for me and you know when they bring their when they bring their home life issues to me, I'm like, well, now, you know, 
here's my guidance, do with it what you will, or, you know, don't, you know, look at it from your parents' point of view. Like, you know, they don't, they don't know what they're, parents don't know what they're doing. That is the truth. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and I, I recently told this to, to one of my employees. I'm like, there was, there's no, there's no handbook. You weren't born and a handbook popped out of the womb immediately after you that told your mother what to do and how to do it. She, she is winging it every day and she's doing the best she can with the tools that she has and give her some grace. And whether or not she took that home and was no longer upset with her mother and it repaired their relationship, probably not. But, you know, I mean, I, I try to guide the young people in my life that are in my circle around me that, you know, seem to be a little floundering in a situation. And that's that's my version of parenting without the huge daily it's, responsibility. It's being a good citizen, right? To- well, I think, yeah, it's just kind of... Yeah, it's just help, helping the younger people with what I have learned on my path. And I'm happy to share that with them. They don't have to. They don't have to follow yeah. my guidance. It's okay. I'm not their mother. I don't I don't have to pay any price if they mess up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, but I mean it's just yeah, I do feel like I do feel like I am e- either spoken or silently judged by a lot of people as being a selfish person. Um, because I don't have kids. Um, and then I think conversely, I think that there are people who look at me and are envious because they maybe perhaps do view their life as being burdened by children. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't go out and, you know, do that. I can't travel because I have kids and, oh, well, you know, you don't have kids. You must have so much money. No, I don't. No, no I don't. And it's a level, it's, it's a sliding scale, right? It's, you know, it's not kids versus people who don't have kids um, with all of the perceived haves and have nots. It's like, well, when, when I, I have one kid and I honestly think that if if or I have found myself thinking, you know, if you have six kids, if you have four kids, like, oh, my goodness, do you ever sleep? <laughs> How do you find time for yourself? How are you a whole person anymore? And like, yeah, there are times where you are in the trenches, no matter how many children you have. But I, as pers- as a person who has one child, can look at somebody who has more ch- children, ch- childs <laughs> than me, um, that... That like, oh, girl, what are you what are you doing? Yeah. Where, where's time for you? In where's there? time for you? Like, do you regret yeah. it? Yeah. Like, I, do think, you- <laughs> I mean, I can I can say honestly, and, and I, I certainly don't mean this as, as any disrespect to to any mother of multiple children um, or even just a mother of, of, of one child. But, you know, I, I find often that I hear women referring to themselves as I'm so and so's mom. I'm mm-hmm. so-and-so's wife. I'm so-and-so, you know, and it's like, well, no, I didn't ask. I didn't ask about your children. I didn't ask about your partner. I asked, who are you? You're more than so-and-so's mother. You're, you, Emily, are more than Jesse's mom. Yeah. You have your own identity, your thoughts, beliefs, practices, hobbies, interests. You have all of those. And, and I feel like for a lot of women, when they introduce themselves, when I hear them introduce, you know, introduce themselves as I'm Susie's mom, I'm like, but where are you? Yeah. You know, that being Susie's mom is not 
what you are. It's part of what you are, Mm -hmm. but it's not your entire identity unless you let it be. And so I do kind of think that maybe if you have multiple children, you do get so consumed with that parenting role, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that it does become the majority of your identity because it, it takes so much of your time and, and your energy. Yeah. And it depends on their ages too, because, you know, when you have multiple children, you're in that like baby toddler, full-time caregiver. If you don't, they're going to die kind of (laughs) time of your life for longer. Cause you, I mean, you can't have all, I mean, maybe if you have triplets, but you know, you can't have them. You've just got (laughs) to make them, push them out, care for them for whatever extended amount of time until they grow up. And I feel grateful to be, Jesse is seven and I feel grateful, um, to be the mother of a seven year old because I get to almost find myself again right there was a point in time when when I was scared if someone if I met someone and and they were like hi nice to meet you my name's we'll say Susie right um hello Susie if you're listening I don't know any Susie's so if you are listening reach out because I'd like to be your friend Uh, (laughs) if, if someone was like hi I'm Susie who you know nice to meet you I'd be hi I'm Emily I really hope she doesn't ask me about my hobbies next because I don't know what to say. If you were to ask me about my hobbies in high school, I would have had a slew of things to say. If you were to ask me about my hobbies now, I could come up with a few things that I really like to do now that stuck with me that I've rediscovered almost. And this actually came up for me recently. Um, Once upon a time, there was a lovely princess. It might have been last year year at the very end of the school year I was standing at the bus stop waiting for the after school activity bus to come and there was a lot less uh, parents at the bus stop there because less kids come on the after school bus than the normal time and one of my neighbor's sons came up to pick up his younger sister from the same bus that I was at and we were waiting forever we were waiting forever so naturally we were just trying to make it less awkward and have some conversations he's I don't know, maybe 14 now. So he would have been like 12, 13. Um, Then, and so he's very politely asking me, you know, oh, you know, what are your hobbies? Bless his heart. He was, he was making conversation with this, (laughs) yeah, with this, you know, other awkward parent at the bus stop. And, um, and I was like, wow, what are my hobbies? And I racked my brain and I was "Uh, well, you know, I like sewing a lot. Yeah. Um, I learned when I was really young. My mom taught me and it's kind of been a, a constant hobby for me. I like doing it. He's like, oh, that's cool. What else? And I'm like, okay. Um, Pressure. <laughs> well, I, I also, I also like drawing because, because then I can draw the things that I want to sew. Yeah. I like drawing. I've, I've always been artsy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and of course I'm tossing about, how about you? And he's like, oh, I like soccer. I like, you know, whatever. And I like video games and oh, what else? This man, this little man asked me what else of my hobbies probably four times. Oh. And but it felt like a million. And I'm bless your heart, thank you for making conversation. This is an enjoyable conversation, but I'm feeling pressure. Pressure. I have to be interesting about <laughs> what does the whole of Emily look like? What what does she say? Can is there I've run out of things to say. What is what is Emily? Ooh. Oh. Uh, yeah. Because I can't just be like, I'm a mom. Yeah. 
because that's what I've been doing for the last six years of my life. Yeah. Uh, so I get that. I get yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, well, I, first of all, I think I would have pressure to come up with more than three or four things to <laughs> to to say I'm interested in. I, I what are you what are your hobbies, Amber? I like taking naps. Mm-hmm. I like taking naps and eating cupcakes drinking wine. Mm-hmm. These are my hobbies. You can't really say that to a 12 or 13 no, year old no, boy. That's not appropriate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, it seems like to me and my experience being childless free, <laughs> childless free, um, that, that yeah, women with children define themselves in conversation in terms of their family role. Yeah. And women that don't have children define themselves in more of a self-centered role. And if you reverse that, so here you are as a mother and you were in a conversation where you're defining yourself as a self-centered. Now, what are you interested in? It got awkward. It got mm-hmm. difficult. You got silent. You were mm-hmm. like, oh gosh, I don't know. Whereas if somebody were to ask me on the other side of that coin, you know, something other than myself, what am I, what am I going to, how do I define myself other than myself? Because I don't have anything else. You know, I mean, what am I going to say? you don't feel a sense of loss or anything. So that's no, ridiculous. no, yeah. I don't feel a sense of loss. But it's like, if somebody were to say, what, what am I, what am I interested in? I have a list of things that I'm interested mm-hmm. in. And there's a list of things that I do because I pretty much everything that I do is for me. Yeah. Whereas most of what you do is for your child and your family. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. Well, so, I think the same yeah. can be said for, you know, are you are you a business owner? Well, that is kind of like your baby. Yeah, it's kind of You know, baby. I can yeah. go to a party and it be expected to have fun. But also they're like, what have you been up to? I haven't seen you in like three weeks. Um, well, I've had a few meetings and yeah. um, I did uh, an email the other day that I was really proud of. And, you know, like it's just I could just word vomit about business stuff yeah in the same in the same so way my my business of me running it is 12 years old so i have a 12 year old you have a 12 year old why does my 12 year old still act like an infant like it still needs constant supervision i think they're like I th- puppies i think at this point my my business should be left alone for an hour or two while i go to the grocery store <laughs> Come in my store, and I'm not there. I'm just, I'm Amber testing just needs it out. Cupcakes in I, the grocery this store. is this is me allowing my baby to be alone for a couple of hours. <laughs> We're testing the waters. No, I can't do that. My baby will never grow up. It will always need supervision. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is dreadful. Okay, actually, no. <laughs> uh, speaking of. businesses are like little puppies that never grow up um how do you feel about the term like dog mom or i'm a cat mom or i'm a plant mom oh it's fine i don't i don't know that i have thoughts on that i don't i don't know because i mean i'm a dog mom and a cat mom and a plant mom but do you label yourself as such no yeah no how do i label myself i mean how okay so if we're if if we take the the terms childless and child free off mm-hmm. of the table. Mm-hmm. And I can't use that to define myself. Mm-hmm. How do I define myself? I guess, I guess I say I'm, I'm a free spirit because I, 
am. And, and I don't mean like I'm, you know, frolicking through fields and, you know, things like that, like that kind of free spirit. Like, you know, I, I think I'm just like, whatever, whatever I feel like doing, I just go out and do. And I don't have to worry about lining up a babysitter mm-hmm. and I don't have to worry about being home at a certain time. And I don't have to worry about homework, helping my kid with the homework and, you know, bedtimes and things like that. I don't have that. So it does allow me a certain amount of freedom. So I guess I am a free spirit, but, but I, that's not like a, I do this. Yeah. You know? I mean, if, yeah, I mean, I've never introduced myself as Hi, I'm Amber. I'm Billy's girlfriend. Well, see, I've never introduced myself unless the only point of reference is this person knows my husband and does not has not met me yet and couldn't recognize me. Then there might be a case of like, hi, I'm so glad to meet you. I'm actually Chris's wife, you know, like because they know Chris, but yeah. don't know me. That's like helpful information. But I've never introduced myself if there was a if there wasn't a situation that was like that person's only frame of reference yeah before well, yeah. meeting me was this yeah. other third party those, those come up yeah. yeah but i just you know i think and it, it hasn't happened recently but a couple of years ago somebody said to me when i ran into them on mother's day i don't know i was downtown walking or something and somebody said to me happy mother's day uh-huh. and it struck me as odd because i'm like but i'm not a mother did they know you or did they i I think I had met them before. I, I can't even remember who it was now, but it just struck me as odd. And then, and I, I remember saying, uh, oh, I'm, I'm not a mother. And, and she said back to me, well, you have one, don't you? And I was like, well, yeah, but that's her day, not my day. You're not going to. You're not going to wish me happy birthday on any day other than October 14th. You know, like. So, yeah. So what what do I do as a childless free person on Mother's Day? Well, I call my mom. Yeah, you celebrate others. And then and then I move on with my day. (laughs) (laughs) I, I call her. We we chat. She tells me about the weather and her aches and her pains. And then I come up with an excuse to get off the phone. And and then I've fulfilled my Mother's Day obligations. But yeah, like. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mother's Day is for you. Probably the whole day is about you. It kind of, but the whole preceding days are them both like pelting me with questions about what I want. <laughs> and so I still have to answer what I want and sometimes not get it. Because <laughs> that's just the nature of I things. said I wanted this. Yeah, but I had already gotten this other thing for you. So that's what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, you know, they try, but I think um, they... Let me not skip over that. They try and they do wonderfully and I love them very much. <laughs> I just feel like that could have been a sound bite. Like, oh, they try. <laughs> I do not mean it like that. Um, I'm very, very well um, We're not fond over. Their efforts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Mother's Day definitely consists, you know, for me of, okay, you're going to make eight calls today, you know, (laughs) you're going to call your mom, you're going to like text your in-law, you're going to text your sister-in-law, you're going to respond to everybody's, you know, happy Mother's Day and you know, you too. Okay. It's it's very busy. Yeah. Now here's something, here's something really sweet that goes on in, in my house, in my family. So, um, I, 
my actual biological family is many, many hours drive away from me. So, um, I have, I have wiggled my way into my boyfriend's family. Um, and when I first met him, um, his, uh, my boyfriend's father had passed away many years ago and his mother remarried and the man that his mother had remarried had five, I got five. Yeah. Five children of his own. So Billy's an only child. So now he has suddenly as an adult, five step siblings. Um, and everybody gets along great. And it honestly, it's, it's, it's a wonderful family. I am so honored to be a part of it. But, um, so my boyfriend's stepfather passed away a few years ago. Mm. So, but the five step siblings make it a point of still doing mother's day things for my boyfriend's mother. That's so sweet. And it's like, well, that was your stepmother, but your father's gone now, but they still do mother's day things for her. And I just think that that is the most special, beautiful thing that even though she didn't actually mother them, Mm -hmm. You know, she just, she still gets recognized on that day. There are so many ways to be a mother. There really are. So many ways to be a mother. And if you are listening and you are thinking that I didn't birth a a child out of my (laughs) hoo-ha, my vagina. What's the real word, Emily? (laughs) Vagina. Um, If if you didn't birth a child, if, if you, you know, if you had, I mean, I think it's, uh, modern times enough where we can all agree that, yeah, of course, if you had a C-section, of course you are a mother. You've birthed this child. Like, we're not having that conversation. You are so real and validated if you've adopted, if you've whatever, you've come across a child that is in your care. You are a mother and you are loved and you are worthy and you are everything. Um, yeah, I think that's nice. Yeah. That's- so I guess, <laughs> I guess because of some of the girls that work for me, because I try to impart little nuggets of wisdom on them every now and then. I, in a sense, mother them. You mother them and you are not a mother. I mother them. I feel strongly about this, actually. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm um, not going to claim to be their mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know you're not doing that. But I I actually do feel strongly about, like, oh, I, I'm a mother because I care for whomever in my community. Like, no. It, do, do you have them under your roof? Are you responsible for a variety of pieces mm. of their life? Are you, you know, that's yeah. just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to claim to be That's just my thing. Can I just. Can I be a cool aunt? Yeah. Okay. I'll be the cool older sister or something like that. Yeah. But I mother them. Of course. I mother verb them. Of course. In a sense. Mm-hmm. At times. Certainly not all the time. Sometimes I just hang out with them and tell them. Yeah. That's a good, bad decision to make. Go ahead. <laughs> so you are the cool aunt. I am the cool you aunt. Are the I'm cool like, yes, aunt. yes, I'll buy you beer. No. No, no. I've never, I've never actually done that. I've never bought alcohol for somebody underage. <laughs> that's good. That's, I've that's never a good done way it. to be. No. Well, nobody's ever asked me. Apparently, they don't think I'm the cool aunt. I you got to earn that cool aunt no, title. I think, I think maybe, maybe women just have mothering tendencies just biologically in them maybe not all women but I think a majority of women even if they don't actually create a life or adopt a life or assume responsibility Mm -hmm. for a life 
have mothering tendencies. I do. I do. I think I think that can be expressed in in um, like emotional mothering of of humans. Yes. But also mothering of like art or um, the knowledge of some kind. I like, mothered my puppy. Yeah. I <laughs> my little Ferris Bueller. He's such a good boy. It is my dog. It's my dog. My dog is Ferris Bueller. And um, I got him. I did mother him. I got him when he was only five weeks old. Oh, like yeah. he was way too young to be so taken from his mama. Tiny. He was so little. He was literally the size of a stick of butter when I assumed full responsibility for That's this precious. life. He was um, he was the runt. His mother rejected him. He was bottle fed um, by two teenage girls who decided five weeks in, I'm done. I'm done with this. Yeah. And I don't blame them. They were two teenage girls. You know, yeah. like they decided to keep this life alive. And I knew I was going to get him eventually, but I, you don't usually take them from their moms until they're like eight weeks. Yeah. Um, so I ended up getting him three weeks early and he was mm-hmm. literally this. He fit in my pocket. He fit in my shirt pocket. He was so tiny. And so, yeah, I mothered my dog. I'm not a mother, but I mothered. Mm-hmm. I mothered. You took care I of verbed. something small. I verbed. I did the verb. We. Um, I'm not the noun. I'm the verb. My husband and I got a puppy. Um, we had been married maybe maybe two years at that point. I'm, I'm squinting my eyes and looking off into the distance. Maybe only a year. It, not very long. Um, we got a puppy early on and honestly, we weren't supposed to have a puppy like the landlord said no pets, but we thought we could sneak. You always do. Everybody tries it. Everybody tries it. Sneak a pet. So we got a puppy. He's just precious, not potty trained or anything like puppy. Um, and I remember waking up in the middle of the night. Because I had to, we had to potty train this puppy and thinking desperately, is this what having a baby is like? Oh my goodness. We haven't had sex for a week. I keep having to wake up and take this dog out and now there's urine on the carpet. What is up with this? I was like, do I even want this? <laughs> and you know what? It it is it, it, it yeah. was kind of like having a baby, although uh, you yeah. don't have sex for a little bit longer than a week. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I I I don't know. I mean, okay. So Mother's Day is coming up. Yeah, it's a day about you. It's not a day about me. What how, are you? What you are you feel? looking forward to? Oh, well, Mother's I was Day. Going to ask you the same. Oh, what question? am I looking yeah. forward to? Nothing. It's just another day to me. Yeah. But it's a special day for you. What makes Mother's Day so special for you? I. I just like to be in my house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Do you want the breakfast in bed and all that stuff? No, because because what I want is what I do every morning, which is to go and make a cup of coffee and then go poop. <laughs> and so if they bring me breakfast in bed, there's a requisite amount of time before I mean, they better bring the coffee. They better bring the coffee. But then I'm, you know, I've got a little tray and I'm just like, I'm going to get up and poop. Uh, thank you for the flowers. Thank you. We're done now. Okay. I got to go. Um, and then I want to eat my breakfast. I don't want to do it all at the same time. Um, so anyway, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to Mother's Day, even though I'm not a mother. But I have a mother, and I'm looking forward to Mother's Day and just celebrating moms and seeing moms be celebrated. Yeah. Like, I don't—I I, I, I heart you, Emily. I heart you big time, but I don't need to celebrate you. 
on Mother's Day. Yeah. I'm not your child, it's but fun. I love seeing you be recognized for your role in your child's life. And I think that it is a very special day. And I will share these, these same thoughts on Father's Day <laughs> because dads are important too. And I am, I am, how about unchild? Okay. We can work with it. I'm, I'm not children did. What can, cause childless sounds lacking. Child free sounds irresponsible. I think I'm, I think, I think it's a no, no, no titles. No, I'm, yeah. I'm you're, just me. You're Amber, and I'm, I'm Emily. I, uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Period. Period.